Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Welcome, welcome to, to Baseball. baseball. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hello and welcome to Baseball Mainly. And hello again and welcome to Baseball Mainly. I'm your host, Just Monticello, here at NRMStreamcast.com. Joined today by Corey Sir Patrick Stewart. Our favorite batting coach. Yes, I moved up to batting coach. <laughs> I am not the, the you should not put me in that position. I am terrible at hitting. Well, uh, looking at the uh, home team's uh, batting average, uh, you couldn't do any worse. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and with us Dang. today also is the stat man, Ethan Perlman. How are you, Ethan? I I'm doing good. You know, I thought I thought we were putting Corey at bench coach though. That way he could yell at all the players for not. Putting in enough effort. Ah, I yeah. Think, I think the, I think our local players are putting in a lot of effort. There just isn't uh, acceptable results. No, no, not even close. Yeah. Well, um, I think uh, I'm real happy. You know, I bought a car that has four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. But I was I'm thinking with the way the weather's been, I should have got one of those cars that float. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna need one. It, it's it's rained almost every day this spring, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know we're getting a little bit of sunshine today. But I'm looking at the next week or so. It's overcast. Yeah, it's overcast. But it gets rainy. hotter and more humid. Yeah, I think uh, I think the grounds crew should get the most valuable player award at oh Comerica hands Park. down. Because they have, I'm sure, been covering that field and uncovering it and, cur- and covering yeah. it. They're the, only, they're the only ones doing something right at Comerica right now. Well, you know, there is there is one other person that could, you know, be given that award to, and that's got to be Paws. Oh, yeah. It's hard to be the mascot when your team sucks. You'd need, you need a case. <laughs> you, we ought to send him a case of Febreze. Yeah. Don't you think? And a bucket of ice. <laughs> for, oh what, for what it smells like inside <laughs> the costume. A, a, a case of Febreze, some ice, um, you did know. You, did you ever get a chance to, like, See the pause out like outfit without somebody in it. No, you know, and it's really weird. I I, I always wondered where they got dressed, um, <laughs> because because they never. I mean the the you know the locker rooms and every the clubhouse is in the literally the bottom of the stadium. Yeah. For the umps, the home team, the away team, mm-hmm. the manager. Kid. Well, the manager is in kind the, of connected. Is, yeah. is in the home clubhouse. Um. But it's interesting because I always kind of looked around to see is there a other dressing room mm, for like just probably, pause. but but not only just for pause but for like the vendors like the vendors have their uniforms sure, they yeah. don't always show up to the stadium with their uniforms no, no. so probably there's got to be in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I hope not. I, yeah, mean, that's, I really hope they're not getting dressed. That's a hot dog that I had last time. That's when they bring the beer and the hot dogs in with them as they're getting changed. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, I just I just remember going to a game long ago at Tiger Stadium. I was probably 12 years old, 13 years old. And I remember this guy, you know, Red Hots, Red Hots. That was what they called hot dogs back then. And, you know, they had this steaming cart deal, uh, you know, that just hung around their neck. Yeah, the big middle. Yeah. And, yeah. and this guy, is he's put, getting a hot dog out and putting mustard on there's, there's, it's just uh, sweat oh, dripping. Oh, 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 It was just... Talk it, about adding... Not very appetizing. Whoa. Talk about adding flavor to the... Oh, to the, God, to yeah. The, uh, yeah, and, and my knock against the, back then is they didn't have vegan hot dogs. 
Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah, he had to say it. He just had to I say know, it. I know I, he did. I was looking, and my wife complains about this all the time. I was looking at Facebook a little while ago, and there is a, uh, a um, group I follow on there called Blacks in Baseball. It's really great. They have a great story every day. Uh, and uh, today was happened to be the same story Ethan has for us on this day in baseball about Billy Martin. And Reggie Jackson, what happened? Yeah, so in uh, 1977, bottom of the sixth inning uh, at Fenway Park, Yankees obviously are playing the Red Sox. Hmm. Uh, Yankees manager Billy Martin decides to yank Reggie Jackson out of the game after the outfielder took a very interesting approach on a fly ball that was should have only been a base hit. Jim Rice ends up getting a double out of it. And when, when uh, Reggie Jackson returns to the dugout, Billy Martin has a few interesting words to say to him, and then chaos breaks out. We got the clip, and let's play it. Okay. Oh, look at at this. Look at Billy. Is he hot? Reggie has done that on several balls hit to right field. Look at Elston getting between. Wants to make sure there are no... Blows struck down there. Billy is really upset. That may be the first time I've ever seen that happen in a dugout. And a manager Look and a player. Billy wants to get at Reggie. And he's being restrained by, uh, that's in full view of the crowd being restrained by Yogi Berra and Elston Howard. Elston Howard. As is now, Billy gets around, but now Yogi's got him and trying to wrestle him down. Yogi's got him. Yogi's got him, and who's that on the bench? That's Bobby Cox, I believe. No, that was Dick Hauser had him from behind, and Yogi has him in front. And in full view of uh, the Boston crowd on the right side. And certainly, as you can see, in full view of our cameras, and we would presume the Game of the Week camera. Well, that's kind of interesting. Uh, Typical baseball fight. Yeah. You don't try to go after the guy until somebody's holding you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Billy Martin uh, was kind of known as a hothead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, intense manager. Sure. And uh, we saw an outfielder take a terrible route to a ball here in this Cleveland series mm-hmm. recently with mm-hmm. the Tigers. And I don't think it's in, it was intentional. I don't know about Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson is certainly one of the most prolific home run hitters mm-hmm. of my era. Uh, I never thought of him as a great fielder. No. So maybe he just couldn't figure it out. I, well, I wonder what Reggie said to Billy, like you know, during that scuffle. You know, I, I'm sure. Do Reggie, you know who I am? <laughs> Do you know who I am? But I'm sure he wasn't happy. You know, to be taken out. Yeah. In the middle of a game, and or just a, to come to the dugout yeah. and getting yelled at. And I mean, you're a marquee player, yeah. and they take you out. It's it's embarrassing. Oh, it totally is. He probably hasn't been taken out of a game in the middle of a game no. since Little League. How many World Series did Billy Martin win with the Yankees? Did, did Billy Martin win? Yeah, with the with the Yankees managing the. This was actually, I believe, right after he had been rehired by the Yankees. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. let's well, we'll take a second to look that okay, up. Well, uh, and if you notice who was holding him back, it was two great catchers, El- <laughs> Elston Howard and Yogi Berra. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I remember seeing those guys uh, play against the Tigers at Tiger Stadium in the days of Whitey Ford and Moose Scourin and Tony Kubek. Had some great players, the Yankees, in those days. And I didn't realize those two guys ended up as bench coaches under Billy Martin. Yeah. Um, now, now the there Yanks was also, finally figured it out when they made Yogi the manager. Yeah, there mm-hmm. was also another great coach that was also on that bench that I don't know if it was mentioned in the clip Bobby or Cox. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Cox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that? And he and he's one person that definitely could get fired up at a player at yeah. an umpire without a doubt. Uh, Billy Martin ended up winning two World Series. Okay. All right. What else happened on this day in history? Well, for those a closer who, to home, those who are fans of the Detroit Tigers, uh, you know, back in 2006 when the Tigers made their march to the World Series, uh, they had a veteran pitcher by the name of Kenny Rogers who? on. Kenny Rogers. Who? Oh, okay. Yeah, Kenny, you know, <laughs> yeah, got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. <laughs> yep. Uh, he won his 200th career game on this day back in 2006, and the Tigers went yard eight times to set a club record. Yeah. Wow, it'd be nice to hit eight home runs in a series. Now. Kenny Rogers. <laughs> I mean, he was the veteran pitcher on that staff. He... Kenny Rogers uh, was the winning pitcher. Mm-hmm. At least he started the game. I believe was the winner in uh, the fifth game of, of the World Series, yeah. of the yeah, the series game, yeah. against the Yankees in 2006, where they eliminated the Yankees. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. But I, in St. Louis, he was the only pitcher. Now, now was it the Yankee series that he had the bloody... Uh, he he had a bloody issue too, just like Clemens did with the bloody sock. Yeah, but I don't think his was a sock. No, I think it, it was, was his like on his upper part body. of the jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't remember that. Um, hmm. No, I remember it because I remember the Yankees like trying to get him yanked out of the game because he was bleeding profusely. Um, and I and, he, and I think the ump came up to him and he said something to the ump and the ump the ump just kind of turned around and walked away. Was it his elbow? Was it, his it elbow bleeding? Been, I think it, it might I mean, have been his it, elbow. It was either bleeding. his elbow or yeah. something on his hand. Well, he had to be a but great pitcher. He was yeah. a lefty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Kenny Rogers, man, watching him play. He was he was great that season, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. What else? What else happened in this so, state in history? Uh, 2014, another great left-hander accomplishes his first in his career, and that's Clayton Kershaw pitching a no-hitter against the Colorado Rockies at Dodger Stadium. He had struck out a career-high 15 batters. The only batter to reach base uh, was a result of a throwing error by then shortstop Hanley Ramirez. Um, he also became the second pitcher on his team to throw a no-hitter in a 24-day period as Josh Beckett had thrown a no-hitter 24 days prior. Hmm. Uh, we got highlights from this event, so let's tune in. On the mound for the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw. He has the lowest career ERA among pitchers with more than a thousand innings and more than a hundred starts. Clayton deals, fastball got him, 94 miles an hour. No slow curveball that one, just the express. You look from above down to the Rockies dugout, and it looks like the team just sitting there hypnotized watching Kershaw. Although we certainly do not believe in superstitions, we would advise you if you have a friend or three, who might love baseball, you might give him a call and say, hey, you better tune in the Dodger game. Kershaw is doing a gem. And of course, in this modern day, I'm always saying call your friends. You can text your friends. Hashtag Kershaw or something. (laughs) So the stage is set. Let's sit back, watch, and see what develops. 
breaking ball hit down to short. Ramirez throws it away. On the way to second base goes Dickerson. They put an error up, so it is E6. But of course, that immediately changes part of the story. And is there a letdown psychologically as far as Kershaw is concerned? Big bouncer, fair ball, long throw in the dirt. Great pick by Gonzalez. Big play for the second out. That looks surely a chance for a base hit and a great play at both ends. Slow breaking ball. 14 strikeouts, a career high. He knows everybody's looking at him. That's a tough spot to be in. And look at the cave. I mean, Clayton's a bright young man. He's well aware of Sandy Koufax, and he is certainly compared to the great left-hander. He saw Josh Beckett pitch his no-hitter in Philadelphia. On the scoreboard, it's very obvious if you were sitting in the Dodger dugout, you look out, and there it is. No run, no hit. So now it's his moment. What he does with it after 101 pitches, we are delighted to share the moment with you. And now, if you don't mind, I'm going to sit back and watch it with you. High fly ball to shallow right. Gordon out. Puig is there. And there is one out to go. One miserable, measly out. Strike away. Hang in there, Ellen. Hang in there. Your mouth has to be dry. Your throat has to be dry. Curveball, pop foul. AJ coming over. No play. Ellis would have run through a brick wall to catch that thing if he could. Got it. He's done it. Clayton Kershaw pitches a no hitter. A career-high 15 strikeouts. That was not just a no-hitter. That was pretty near a perfect game. Except for that error. Amazing. Yep. He, so he faced 28 batters, mm -hmm. and one, one got on on an error. Yep. Kershaw's still a great pitcher. Yeah. Uh, he can and, and he can hit. There's the amazing thing. There's a pitcher who can hit. And that kind of uh, – we need to talk about that. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. We, we will get to that, yeah. Um. Anyway, so what's going on with our Tigers? What's going on with the good old Tigers? Uh, how how do you put this nicely? Because because there is really no nice way to put it. They're playing awful. Yeah, what, what awful is, what, is definitely the word what, for what, it. What is but it? you know what? 18, if you, eighteen losses in twenty-one games. If you brought up kind of a mediocre Triple A team, mm -hmm. it would look like this, right? Sure, but and, and most of these guys have been. You know, they're AAA players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting a chance at the big leagues mm -hmm. while the Tigers try to sure. rebuild. And, uh, well, over, and it's, it oh, is yeah. hard to watch. Well, it is. I would accept the fact that they are minor league players if they would just show a little bit more hustle. Gardenhire had a uh, sit down, like a closed, yeah. closed, you know, meeting with the guys and said, you guys got to do better than this. You got to hustle. And this is Gardenhire, who's who's backed them. Said, "I love the way that they perform. I love how you guys are really yeah. legging them out." Yeah. But lately, and I've watched that whole entire Cleveland series, 
they weren't. They were not hustling. They looked like they were just ready to take a nap out in center field, right field, infield, cat, you know. And I know the injuries are, are plaguing us right now, but that's no excuse. Well, they're coming up on 70 games. Mm-hmm. And it, only 92 more to go. It is. It, well, I think they played like 68, whatever it is. They, they've, there is, it's got to be hard on the body, and there are going to be times these guys. Are going to have lapses. Mm-hmm. You know, Castellanos on his uh, excursion to find a ball in right field the other day just took a terrible route, <laughs> and, and and it it just looked bad. Yeah. And then in the same series, maybe in the same game, Alcantara mm-hmm. is going He's to sleep and going the into his stretch and looking down and probably concentrating on making the next pitch. And Leonis Martin just takes off and steals home. Yeah, and it isn't just Alcantara. Think about it. If you're the catcher, you you got to be yelling. Was it Hicks? I was four, yeah, four, yeah. Four. yeah. If, if you're the third baseman, you should have been call, call, call. Yeah. That, that's not the biggest issue I have with Hicks in that moment. It wasn't that he wasn't calling. If he steps forward to catch the ball, he may get Martin at the plate. Yeah, but it's he, not like he, Martin is a young, well, spry man who, I mean, he's still well, fast. He's but, still faster but, than anybody on the Tigers, I have a feeling. But I think he, I, actually, I, I think Jacoby Jones. I, I don't know about that. But anyways, <laughs> I mean, I'm watching this, and I watched it in the replay, and I'm like, why doesn't he go towards the ball to catch the ball? You do that, you catch the ball, the tag's right there. I think it caught him napping, he, he, too. He, he waited yeah. for the ball to come to him, and Martin slides right in front of his glove. So, of course, you're never yeah, going to get the But out. there's also that, uh, which I don't even know if they're impl- impl- implementing this rule oh, yet, the, the blocking they, the plate. It's like, okay, so, I've seen so many games where a catcher is literally taking up the entire plate, yeah. and the ump... Won't call that. So well, in well, this case, had he moved to the ball, he he had a right yeah. to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the rule is now: if you're the catcher and you're fielding the ball, whether that's you're coming to receive it and you have to, and you're being drawn into the line, you're fine. Or if you catch the ball, you have to physically have the ball, and then you can block the plate. Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting was uh, there was a game. I'm trying to remember who it was between, but they had. There was a. The commentators were questioning something because it was a play at the plate. Mm-hmm. Rather than sliding, this player just decides to stand up and just stand there because the catcher had caught the ball and right. the catcher just tags him. So apparently they have re-implemented the fact that you can kind of make contact with the catcher. You can't fully like level them. Right. Still. Can't Pete, can't Pete Rose them. Yeah, but you can still knock into the catcher. But, there's but, a, such a gray area there. It's like you should I, I just either have the, it, either the, you shouldn't or you should. Yeah, and they're saying that, that you can still have contact with the catcher if he's taken up that plate and he has the ball. They need to establish a more clearly red rule with that yeah. because I, if I'm a player, starting to get an if, NFL rule yeah, where it's if like I'm what's a, player, a catch and I don't want to. I don't want to get suspended for making a hustle play. Right. But also, you're saying I can make contact with the catcher, but you're not saying to what extent. Yeah. Like I know I can't. Well, if you and the ball get there at the same time, there's going to be a collision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, well, it's it's different from what happened to Buster Posey. I mean, that guy. Yeah. He he got (laughs) that guy got he got leveled. He got tanked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Gibson and Pat Borders, man. I Mm -hmm. mean, as Gibson would say, just had to give him the flipper. Yeah. He just it was baseball back then, and it has changed. Um, 
and it isn't just that play. You know, they, they, there are things that they're doing, like missing the cutoff. Mm-hmm. I know Garden Hire as, uh, what's his name uh, that was the uh, Lions coach, uh, who who would say after every game say ugly, ugly, ugly. He was there when Barry Sanders was there. I know. Oh. Anyway, he would say... That's before my time. He'd say, <laughs> he'd say I don't coach this stuff. Uh-huh. You know what? I don't think Gardenhire coaches this stuff either. Yeah. I think Gardenhire is a player's coach mm-hmm. who wants you to go hard, mm-hmm. wants you to be aggressive, mm-hmm. and wants you to make the reasonable plays and be in the game. Sure. Uh, you know, we, but you look around the infield, and nothing against these guys. They may turn out to be great major leaguers, but Once you've got gets down Lu- the road Lugo, Rodriguez, Dixon. No, no, I'm sorry, Ronnie. Hold on a second. Do not include him in Listen that Listen to my point. You've got. I'm talking about who is on the field. Okay. Uh-huh. Dixon, Goodrum, mm-hmm. Lugo, Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Castro. Castro. These are not. These are not. Major league players yet? Well, no, because Goodrum, Goodrum Good- is, but Goodrum's maybe, not, but has he... not been your everyday infielder. He's been no, playing all over the everywhere. place, and is having a fine season for what we what we have him for. He, we have him as a as a utility he's, guy. He's the Tigers remake of Andrew Romine, which yes. he's not as versatile in my opinion. I still miss Don Kelly. Well, he has great. It, Goodrum has great wheels, and he has nice power. Yeah. When, yeah. when he gets that low inside yep. ball on the left side. Yeah. Okay, so enough of that. Uh, uh, what K- you, K- Casey Mize. You got some sad news. Sad news. Mm. Sad, sad news, but somewhat relieving news. Casey Mize was lifted from his start this past week. And, uh, you know, they were, they were worried. It, you know, something acted up with the shoulder. Uh, MRI was negative, Good. and they diagnosed him with right shoulder inflammation so they'll be easing him slowly back into sure. uh pitching mm-hmm. but you know you got you got to be smart with how, how they handle this yeah but at the same time you don't want to hold them out too long nope uh if he's able to get back on the mound and pitch sure. so well here's, here's is, the thing. is this a light setback when, if he's out for a while and they send him someplace for a rehab start Maybe they'll send him to Comerica Park, where there's a, where the competition is a little, where where the team doesn't perform as well. Sure, one of the lower level teams. Star. Sure, because I I, th- I think our Double A team's as good as the a major league team right now. Pitching wise, sure. Hitting wise, no. No, I'm no. just I'm no. just being yeah. facetious. I, well, I you know like I was uh, I've been watching a little bit more of the College World Series because it's starting to get real interesting. Uh, Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Amazing, just looking pretty, pretty but, good. You looking kind of weak. Vandy's look, lost the game. They have, um, but they're looking still pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. Michigan, obviously, looking great. You know, shut out uh, the other night. So well, Michigan, but, night. in yeah. Michigan's bracket, the other two teams that are left have both lost a game. Yeah, so they they yeah. need to win one more game mm-hmm. because one yeah. of the two games that have one of the two teams that have lost a game are playing each other. Right. Those two yeah. teams are playing. Right. One of those guys is going to be out. Right. So yeah. it's going to be what? Florida it's State either going to be Florida or State Texas or Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Right. But you but know I'm just saying like those teams yeah. look better look like they could yeah. win a series against the Tigers. But right like now. any but like anything with baseball and this is the one thing that I'm hoping Michigan, you know, realizes they don't get too uh, settled is especially in college baseball you can very easily lose that first oh, game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then all your momentum's gone. Mm-hmm. So if, 19- if, if I'm Michigan, 
I am playing first pitch to last pitch. You mm-hmm. do not take any pitch off. You are pitch. You are hitting, fielding, pitching with a purpose every pitch because the minute you don't is the minute you lose. And then if you don't, if you can't do it for at least the first nine innings, hopefully you can do mm-hmm. it the next nine innings oh, because. Yeah. Well, in 1968, the Tigers were down three games to one, and they were going to have to face Nelson Bryles and Bob Gibson again. And they came back and did it. You never know in baseball. You never know. Yeah. You never know. That's the great thing about baseball, but I think we might know a little bit more about the Tigers. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, speaking of knowing more. Yeah, tell us. I, I, you know, Castellanos just, you know, seems surprised to find out that he's not what the Tigers are envisioning as part of their future. And uh, more than likely, he will be traded very, very soon. Hopefully. And, uh, you know, Green, Boyd, we've talked about them being, mm-hmm. you know, more than likely on the, the well, trade do, block. Do, and do, you, do you respect Nick's gripe in terms of there yeah. hasn't been a contract talk, there hasn't been—Alavila's given me this spiel of— I'm, you know, not not really necessarily part of the future. Everybody's tradable on the team. Why does Nick all of a sudden feel like he's the number one entitled player on that on that team I, I, under Cabrera? You know, I don't think he feels like he's entitled, but I feel like he. It, it's important for him to know because if you think about it, this is his last year under contract. Sure. Obviously, if he gets traded, if, if the Tigers want to do right by him. They they would trade him to a situation where he would where he would feel comfortable and where he may have a chance at you know re-signing kind of like what they did with Verlander. Yeah, I mean Verlander also had the no trade clause fully. He had to approve any trade. Verlander is also going to be a Hall of Famer someday. I don't yeah. see Nick as a Hall. Well, of Famer. I don't see Nick as a Hall of Famer, but Nick, what's he at? What's his batting average right now? Right now, yeah. Uh, We'll add up real quick. It's like 270, 270. I mean, but the last, all last year he's batting over 300. Two, hitting home uh, runs. 259 this year. 259. I'm just about 11. But what, but what I'm saying is, when it comes to players that you bring, that you've brought up, mm-hmm. that you drafted, sure. that you've molded in your way of baseball, um, okay. You know, it's, it's always important that if you're gonna end, and I, you know, I, I always like this term, end the relationship. You want to end it on respectable terms especially if years down the road let's say Castellanos really figures it out and in a few years maybe three or four years after his next contract expires and the Tigers are back to a competing team and he could come back in DH could I mean yeah we've done it with players before you want to keep that that opportunity open well he in his defense this year at least at the plate there's not a lot behind him, right? Oh, Cabrera absolutely. got off to a horrible start, mm-hmm. wasn't able to hit the fastball mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. His hitting, Cabrera's hitting has come along a little bit in the last couple of weeks. But early in the season, nobody was afraid of Cabrera. Nope. So you could pitch to Castellanos. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to worry about it. Uh, you, you, I mean, you could you hit the corners if you walk him, so what? We got a double play kind mm-hmm. of set up here in the guy that follows him. Yeah. You know, Cabrera's not going to beat out a lot of ground balls. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so they weren't worried about Castellanos. And if you, you know, if you look at the runs they've scored, they're in the bottom of the league. Um, they're 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 giving they're, up a lot of runs. Thirtieth in runs scored yeah. as a team. Yeah. <laughs> the only place that they they appear on um, on uh, offensive statistics where they are 
above the middle of the pack is in steals. Really? Yeah. They're, they're stealing bases better than most of the rest of the league. So they're, That's they're being it. aggressive. Yeah, when they get on, they steal second and they yeah. stop there. And you know what? It's got to be difficult to be a player on this team. Because, I get it. Because yeah. you're, you're, you're used to performing at a very high level compared to your competition. Sure. But I'm also looking at the guys, these veteran players who come in every other game. Beckham, you're yeah. looking at, you know, and uh, they are just. They're kind of it must be like a like a cold where it just kind of washed over the team and once this trend happened, all of a sudden it's gonna be like everybody plays the same way. It's like a really bad habit that nobody can kick. Well, success is contagious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so is failure. Yeah, and um, when, when they have a yeah. few mishaps. Mm-hmm. It just seems to shut the yeah. whole team down. When Turnbull pitched the other day, he just looked like he was just like he couldn't shake whatever was bothering him. And that's pitching. You know, yeah. some days you're you the dog, some days you're the tree. Oh yeah, with, with that, he was though, a tree. With that though, Corey, it may be what they you know cleaned the jersey with. It might have been a little itchy. <laughs> Too much stuff. Wait a minute, didn't you clean jerseys? I, 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 <laughs> no, longer, I no longer work there, so you oh, know, you but you used it. No, I can't use it. Here's another guy that I think could get traded. Besides Green. Besides Boyd, Castellanos. What about Dixon? Can you trade a, uh, a, a Rule 5 player? Can you? He, he wasn't a Rule 5 player, I though. thought Dixon's Not Rule 5. Not this year. Not this year, no. No. Well, I think, you know, that guy's having a good season. Yeah. Uh-huh. He certainly, sure. uh, I don't think he figures in their long-term no, plans. probably Ooh, not. Well, you know, I, that's where I disagree, but... How old is he? Oh, is he 27? I think he is. Anyway. Uh, Brandon Dixon is 27. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to fit into the long term. Yeah, so I trade him. They're three years away at, at least. I mean, Avila's even said, I'm going to trade anybody except for Mice. Hold on. You, 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 I, I know you you're are, a homer. No. They are at least <laughs> three years away. Why, yeah. well, why do you say three years away? I want to know why I you think three years. Show me a bat. Yeah. Show me a bat yeah. in their system. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jake Rogers, Daz Cameron. Jake Rogers just went from batting around 300 down to about 210. Yeah. He was never going to be a 280-270 hitter. Don't we want those, though? And, and he never will be. But he's a guy that will bat, in my realistic opinion, once he gets up to the majors and gets consistent at bats, he'll be a 245 to 260 hitter. Oh, from he'll, your lips to his ears. He'll give you about 20 homers. <laughs> Upwards of 80-some RBIs a year, and he's a better defensive catcher than James McCann. Uh, Yeah, okay. I think right. James uh, McCann is a dad, fantastic dad, defensive catcher. He is, but graded-wise um, and from— Yeah, I've heard that. From, I've heard and, that he's a great catcher. And from what he's shown so far in the minors— And we're not going to count on our catcher yeah. to— Carry the team. Dear God, I hope we would. Alex Avila or James McCann. Well, I mean, think, think about, what, think about when Pudge came here, though. Pudge was the heartbeat of that team. Well, there, I'm not saying there are four I'm not catchers. Saying Jake Rogers will be the heartbeat of the team. There are four catchers in the Tigers' history that um, that you could say, "Wow, these guys could really rake." Mickey Cochran, mm-hmm. Lance Parrish, mm-hmm. Bill Freehan, and Pudge. Yeah, yeah. Those are the four. Now we've had we've had some guys with some with some pop, 
but they're they're not going to hit for average. Yeah. You're not going to get on line. But if they're but, good defensive catchers, that means a lot. Sure. Yeah. It means and, a whole And I mean, Rodgers, he probably will be the best equivalent of a bat for a catcher for the Tigers since Pudge. Mm-hmm. And he'd probably, and realistically, of Avila, McCann, whoever. Well, no, Avila took over after Pudge, didn't he? Yeah. Well, no. Well, kind of. Because there, there wasn't really a long stay. Like, no, there really Martinez wasn't. Martinez did catch for a short period for a of time. For second, but us. that was like Avila was already kind of yeah. mainstayed. But then so, he also had layered. So and de- but defensively, Rodgers, better than Avila, better than McCann defensively, and he has more pop in the bat. I have no problem with him as my One everyday play- catcher. Well, I'm, I'm, this is the weird thing. I'm, agree- I'm agreeing with Jess now. Okay. Today. Oh, finally. <laughs> Somebody agrees with me. I'm okay, agreeing with the fact that, that if it's three it's years. Three or longer. I'm going to say let, longer. Let's because say it's three years. Whose contract is up? Cabrera. Uh, Cabrera's. Cabrera's gone. Yeah. Maybe they can sign up Zimmerman's for agent. Zimmerman's gone, gone after uh, I mean, next year. But three years... I mean, you got to really think about it. Um, even when the Cubbies were doing what we're trying to do right now, it wasn't. Uh, th- they have three years and they're going to be better. It was more than that. I mean, it was a hundred and eight years. Yeah. For well, that. Well, I mean, in terms of like the the whole rebuilding yeah, and everything, because they didn't even bring Chris Bryant up. Yeah. Because they were too afraid of to bring Chris Bryant up. They were afraid to start his clock early. Yeah. Oh yeah. Major League Baseball is going to make changes to that. Without oh sure, a doubt. I get that. But with. With the Cubs and with the more more with the Cubs and with the Astros because it's the same thing that you could do if you were the Tigers. Yeah, the Astros the, are terrible. They won. They they lost over a hundred yeah. games three years in a row. Yeah, and the Astros really built their entire team from within. But the Cubs did something that the Tigers could do the opposite of. The Cubs built their lineup uh-huh. through their draft picks uh-huh. and through international signings and brought those guys yeah. up through the minors. Most of their pitching staff, though, was free agency. Why uh, is the Tigers, and you say this, international, and it caught my ear. Why don't we ever go after anybody from Japan, Korea, or anybody else? So the the funny thing is we do, but at least with the Korean-Japanese league, Mm -hmm. their big thing is they don't want to play in Detroit. They don't want to play in the Midwest. Sure, They want to be on the East Coast or the West Coast, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. I get it. And with the Dominican, Dominican, and the, and the Caribbean I'll area, wear your jersey. The, the Tigers, <laughs> the Tigers, rather than pooling their international pool money, which is how Major League Baseball mm-hmm. works, you're, you're allocated so much per year, mm-hmm. and it depends on certain aspects how much you get. The Tigers tend to split their money in a lot of smaller figures, while some teams will pool a lot of money to go after one specific guy. Yeah. Um, but no, to finish what I was saying though. How the Cubs built their team by building their lineup through the draft and uh, through the minor league system. They built their pitching rotation through trades and uh, off-season signings. With Lester, um, their bullpen was pretty much sure. all free agency. Mm-hmm. The Tigers are, could do it in reverse, or the flip effect. The Tigers are building their rotation right now. In the minor leagues. You have Mize, you have Manning, Fiedo, Burroughs. You got got right now. Funkhauser. You got Turnbull, who I don't think will be traded. Boyd, I I do think will be traded without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're the Tigers, you can look at, in the next few years, who's coming up with free agency and their ages and everything. Francisco Lindor is a free agent in a year or two. 
Uh, Corey Seager is a free agent in a few years. Yeah, those are the pieces there, that you do actually kind of have to look at. There, are, there are guys who would possibly, if within those three I years, have, the, 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 I have the some Tigers, comments the on Tigers those players. The Tigers are a bigger market than Cleveland. I have Cleveland. one word for mm-hmm. you on those players. Yankees. <laughs> no, and that and that's the funny thing. You I gotta look at it though, because like the Yankees, it's not like the old days where you know uh, George was buying yeah. up everybody who he could possibly did. A lot of people won't. You know, the Yankees have yeah. a pretty solid team right now, and in the, the next the few Yan- years the they're going to rotate them out again. And I, I want to touch do. on that. The Yankees have screwed themselves payroll wise. So they've got with, to play with, 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 with the addition of um, with the addition. Of Edwin Encarnacion, their payroll has sky well not sky it was already up mm-hmm. a lot. Um, that and, was and, a weird and, and one, the, by the way. It makes sense. He can but... play first. He can DH. He'll give you a more steady presence. Well, if when's you need Judge it coming first. back? Soon. Judge and Stanton are both coming back soon. Stanton really blew up their payroll. Judge, yeah. judge, you know they're gonna want to resign Judge. That's gonna blow up their payroll. Will they though? Judge will Judge run. Which will go in his first uh, uh, rehab game. Oh, nice. Night. Yeah. So will Judge stay with being the Yankees? Yes. Will he possibly go off and venture out into the real world? Yeah. Will he join Mike Trout <laughs> out in, in L.A.? No, I, no, I, no, You don't. It could possibly no. happen. There's a no. there's a franchise I'd like to see get into the big dance. The the Angels. They've had good players for not a long with Osmus. <laughs> well, you know, don't blame Brad. Well, no, Osmus not for not not until Dave Dombrowski takes a job out there. Oh yeah, that's true. And then he'll bring JD. Yeah, and then he'll JD bring, then, then he'll bring David Price and Rick Porcello, right. and uh, Jim Leland will come out of retirement to manage that team. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, Kershaw, <laughs> <laughs> of Kershaw. Speaking of Kershaw. <laughs> oh, okay. I see where should, he's going with this. Should the DH be allowed in both leagues? Yes. That's my oh, opinion. That's okay, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is is it wrong that I actually want the pitcher to bat in both leagues? I enjoy watching pitchers bat. I know. I think it's, as long, and to keep it short, um, if they're Kershaw yeah. or Tani, I yeah. think to keep it short, I think both leagues have to have the same. I think this whole the National League has pitchers hit, and the DH is in the AL. If if it was, I'd be happy either way. If if the if the AL decided that now pitchers actually have to hit, I'd be like, great, it's consistent. If the finally the DH was worldwide, I'd be like, great, these guys are finally gonna we're gonna see some bombers. Okay, but I don't believe that they should be get the DH should get paid more if, because you hit more home runs. If they go to a if they go to a league wide DH, <laughs> then there's one thing that I need to see at every All Star game. What's that? And that is a pitcher home run derby. Oh heck yeah! Oh, oh heck yeah! That would oh, be yeah. that is what you need I to want, do. If yeah, you go I want to a, Bumgarner if you go to, to shut up or, or pick up a bat. I want him to be like, yeah. They I should have had that in the days of Earl Wilson. You don't remember Earl Wilson, but mm. that guy, Tiger pitcher, he could he could rake. Yeah. Yeah, that guy could hit. I will mm. be honest though, the NL would destroy the AL if it came to team. Uh, team oh, uh, Daniel Norris broke. Well, broke. Granky can hit too. Because, yeah, Granky can yeah, hit. I was gonna say Granky can hit. Uh, you got Kershaw who can hit. You got Degrom and Syndergaard both can hit. Uh-huh. And you have uh, Bumgarner. Yeah, there's, I there's want Bumgarner gr- to pick up a bat nowadays and say if he can hit a home there, run. There's or not. A, there's a group of five, and you can pick. Any five from the American League, I don't think they're going to outslug. Well, except, here's, unless here's, you pick Otani, and here, I 
don't classify him as a pitcher well, right now. Speaking of Otani, mm-hmm. he hit for the cycle last week. I was just yes. waiting. Wait, I was biding my time. I knew he was eventually going to do Japanese it. First Japanese-born mm-hmm. player ever to do that. Pretty impressive. It's uh, insane what he's doing out there. Here's a guy. Right he's a he's a pitcher, really, right? Sure. That's, that's that was mainly what. Batting 283, nine home runs, a couple stolen bases, 353 on base, 15 walks. Who needs a DH? <laughs> and that's basically what he's doing out yeah, there, right? Yeah. He is just I mean, I mean, he needs to be the DH right now because he's still recovering from that Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't hurt that he picked the L.A. Angels instead of the L.A. Dodgers because he wouldn't be batting. No, he wouldn't. Let's be honest, he yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and do you he, think that had something to do with his decision to come you know, to the team? It was a, if it did, it was a very smart factor. I I don't really know if it made that much of a difference though, sure. because it, I mean, you think about not, it wasn't the money; it was just the amount, probably. Probably. No, I, I'm thinking. <laughs> it, I'm thinking it was more. He knew, hey, if I go to L.A., I'm the best pitcher on the team. If sure. I go to the Angels, I'm the best pitcher on the team. If I go to the Dodgers. I'm in the shadow of Kershaw and Bueller, who's emerging. I don't probably get the attention, the, the showtime, showtime, so, showtime. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed with what this kid's doing. I mean, it's it's it, it's to be on a team where you have a Hall of Famer that's going to retire soon, who's still hitting home runs and hits. Pujols. Who's that? Pujols. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's not Trout. No. Not soon. No, 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 I no. Hope. Very soon. And then you have Mike Trout, who is going to be a future Hall of Famer, but has a longevity. And then you have, like, everybody else that surrounds him. <laughs> That's all the three players I think I, I can only think of it. Well, you, right you can't, you can't think of you, a former Tiger on that team? Oh, Upton? Yeah, great. Okay. But you put Shohei... He's on the I.L., right? Yeah. I he's think coming he back. Uh, he was supposed to come back uh, yesterday. Oh, good. You put Shohei in the middle of those guys. And he still shines just as bright. And that's impressive to me because Trout is undeniably the best baseball player right now. Mm. I, I consider him still Corey, the best Corey, baseball player. You, you pride he is the face of baseball right now. Who's the guy on the MLB channel that talks about Trout all the time? Uh, the well, guy with the crew cut that likes to talk about uh, war. Who, who, who to you is the best is the so, best player? Right now, I I don't have Brian Kenny. I, sorry, it was Brian. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, Trout is the best player in his opinion mm-hmm. since Mike Trout. I mean, since there's Trout. nobody better. Yeah, when and you know what, Mike dirty? Trout is great. So I yeah. but I get tired of hearing it. Yeah. So I, I do enjoy watching MLB Network though because there is somebody else on that channel that whenever Brian Kenny brings up Mike Trout's the greatest baseball player right now, they chime back with. No, I, I I don't think that's accurate. Mookie Betts or a, or Nolan Arenado, best baseball player right now. Yelich isn't and, uh, and any baseball. slouch either. No, Yelich just having a good year. We'll see. Yelich had a great year last year. We can see what happens later down the road. Well, what well, about uh, there's a guy Wilson Ramos. Uh, Ramos. Ra- Ramos Ramos. You know my wife makes fun of me. Tomato, by the way. tomato. I say I say Castellanos and she says Castellanos. And I'm, and, 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 it's, I'm and, it's not, and it's now Nicholas, not Nick. Well, I what? Know. Wait, yeah. when did that yeah, change? That, that changed a few years ago. He decided to say, "I do not want to be referred to as Nick anymore. I you, must be referred to as you Nicholas." Prince? No, <laughs> you guys don't remember, but Willie Hernandez, uh-huh. great reliever for the Tigers, closer. 
uh, MVP, uh, Cy Young Award winner, decided he didn't want to be called Willie anymore. He wanted to be called Guillermo. So I had Willie in the car. Uh I called him Willie all the way to wherever we were going. He (laughs) didn't care. Sure. Yeah. I think that's all publicity. So what if he just stopped you at the, what if he got out of the car and then he just he was wouldn't like, get out. He was because I was driving, man. So no, what he is that? He was like you the stop, dream. You stopped. He gets out of the car. He was like, by the way, it's Guillermo now. No, <laughs> no I would, it would have sounded more like by the way, man. By the way, it's Guillermo. Guillermo. Now. So yeah. back back to Wilson Ramos. Yes. Uh, what about Wilson? This past weekend, he's stepping into the batter's box, and uh, there's a sign that his wife's holding up right. For him to see, I'd have struck out. Um, I'm sorry, so, you do not distract so, your husband in the batting circle. So it's funny. Um, at first, he looked at the sign and he really didn't have a reaction. So the story that came after the game was his daughter is, you know, saying, "Papa, Papa, you're gonna be a dad again." And he turned back around and he actually read the sign. Uh, he proceeded to strike out in the uh, at bat. Did the did the crowd go nuts? I, I don't know if the crowd knew what was happening oh. at first. Uh, I, I, I saw this on ESPN later that night. Oh, I'm that's like, cool. I'm like, Congratulations you, you, you really to him think about and that, and it's it's definitely an interesting way to re- reveal your pregnancy. That's yeah, very uh, cool. You know, a text message, a phone <laughs> call, maybe after the game. Distractions, or, distractions. Or, or, and that's why when Kate Upton wait, was here and Justin Verlander got distracted by her, he did. A, he had a bad season. Is, is it bad that I want to say that Justin Verlander used to talk with Kate Upton after the games on speakerphone in the clubhouse? And it was very interesting to hear some of these conversations. Yeah, I don't, don't want to know. I don't want to know. Two, it, it's called you put your earbuds no, in and then you talk pr- to pr- your pr- lady. Pretty in much private. everybody was gone except for us that had to you know be doing the laundry and cleaning. And oh, that's weird. He's just sitting there at a table with her on speakerphone. And what yeah. was he doing? Was he like cleaning? Was he no, getting ready he still? Just, no, he was just sitting there with on yeah. speakerphone. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, weird. We, we were expecting a call from one of our uh, one of our sponsors, but uh, haven't heard from him. But we do have. A, 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 a stand-in over here, and I think we ought to at least see his uh, his uh, commercial. Yes, that was so uh, let's roll the made good old... by our fantastic staff. Yep. Would you like to play some baseball? Do you still dream of playing on a major league field, experiencing the magic of places like Field of Dreams? For 15 years, Play at the Plate has been making dreams come true. Play at the Plate offers you the chance to play ball. Join us for a lifetime experience. Go to playattheplate.org or call Scott Green at 631-255-4475. That's 631-255-4475. Yeah, that's my that's that's our friend Scott Green, uh, runs PlayAtThePlate.org, and uh, you know if you want to play some ball, if you're a, even if you're a softball player and you'd like to feel what it feels like to get out on a diamond mm-hmm. and play some baseball, sure, it's uh, it's definitely a level above fantasy camp. Yeah, and video games. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's you don't have to be great to go out there and play. You get to play on a major league type field. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, we played in Durham. That field was the most, that was the nicest field I have played on, maybe ever. I've gotten to play with Scott at places like Roger Dean Stadium in uh, uh, West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, played at uh, Bradenton at the Pirates Training Center. 
Uh, I know he's had things at PNC Park, even at uh, at uh, Wrigley and at Fenway. That's so cool. And uh, to be on a major league field and get to play baseball with other people who love baseball, mm-hmm. it's a great experience. It's not super expensive. And uh, Scott will treat you like a king. And he kind of has a following of people that just love to do this. And a lot of these guys are not great players. Some of them are very good. But everybody becomes friends. It's a real camaraderie. That's cool. I pitched uh, the last inning of our game uh, when we were in Durham. And uh, the first guy hit a little nubber that ended up being a single. The next guy hit a triple off the wall. Game was over. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) and you know what? I'm not bitter. Well, maybe a little bit. That's okay. Uh, but uh, So are you saying the Tigers shouldn't give you a call after they trade green? Here's the difference. These guys can hit slow <laughs> pitching. I don't, I don't think a major leaguer would have great success against me the first, the first few pitches. Sure. Because they, can't, they don't know what you're throwing. They're not used to seeing balls come in that slowly. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, they're used to seeing stuff yeah. 95 miles an hour. Sure. Uh, you know, my best day, I'm throwing 65. Yeah. You know, I've got a little changeup. I'll, you know, go down to 50. Yeah. Well. That's like, I, that's like I slow pitch softball. I feel like you could probably get a strikeout. Well, I'm pitching tonight for the MSBL 55 and over Nationals. Hey. That won't go well either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, if you get a chance, playattheplate.org mm-hmm. and uh, you'll, you'll have a great time. Yeah. Well, uh, what's going on in the farm? So, uh, down on the farm, you know, we're going to talk today about a guy by the name of either Wenzel Perez or Wenzel Perez. We were talking about it before the show. Well, if he ever gets up to the big leagues, we'll figure out how yeah, to say his name. Yep. And, uh, Wenzel. And Wenzel. Wenzel. If he has a problem with how we said it, you know, he can for sure contact Call us. us and let Come us on know. Come on the show. Uh, he could give us, you know, a proper pronunciation of his name because mm-hmm. I couldn't find it when I was searching on the internet. Sure. Well, he's 19 uh, years old. 19 years old. The middle infielder. Uh, Number 11 overall prospect in the Tigers organization, according to MLB.com. Last year was in three different levels. Uh, Tigers West, which is rookie ball. Uh, Connecticut, which is low A. And then West Michigan, which is... The Whitecaps. Yeah, I don't know how to... The Whitecaps are good. They're good. Yeah, that's A ball. I I mean, it's A ball. But I I don't know if to call it middle A, because it's... It's just, just, it's just A. We need to make a trip. Okay, I'm just going to say this because I'm from Kalamazoo, and it was right there out my back door. Can we stay at your house? Yes, of course. Uh, uh, we need to go to a Whitecaps game. I'm all for, for it. For two reasons. Whitecaps, they're actually a really good team. I, well, they are a good organization. They're a good organization. Don't know how they're doing right now. That's the first reason. The second reason is they have a burger challenge where it's a giant burger oh, that you have to finish before the seventh <laughs> inning ends. But, you know, you can't determine when that's going to end. So, But it's a giant burger. It's huge. Well, they, have great, try it. they have great food there, period. I've been to a game. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's kind of we, we need to go there just for to take mm-hmm. some video of the food. Yeah. Sure. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that Lance Parrish is the uh, manager over there. Yeah, that's, that's right. True. He's, he's with the Tigers yeah. again. Mm-hmm. He's, he's come back to us from the uh, from yeah. the Dodgers. He was with the Dodgers yep. and, uh, and up and in so, Midland. And yeah. Pre- so right now, Perez is still at West Michigan. Right now, he's only hitting 215 with a 579 OPS, seven doubles, three triples, two homers, 17 RBIs, nine of 17 in stolen base attempts. And uh, this year, 49 strikeouts to 20 walks. So. You know, that's not a terrible strikeout to walk ratio, but it's also not a it's not a great one either. But the guy's nineteen. 
19 years old. Mm-hmm. He's developing. He's learning. I feel old. I'm, I'm, I'm almost four years older than this kid. Well, well at 23, that's when a, a rookie tends to be getting to the big leagues, right? Yeah. He's on, got, on, on last year, Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Or Al Kaline, who came up, who came to Tiger Stadium. They wouldn't let him in. They didn't mm-hmm. know he was part of the team. He was 17 years old. Yeah. Well, everybody develops at a different time frame, and typically these guys develop uh, 22, 23, 24 years old. Sometimes a pitcher doesn't make it up to 26 or 27. I know. And that's just the, you know, that's just the way it is. I, I got high hopes for this guy. He's had some success where he's been, and he's adjusting. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, going to talk about food. Yes, we are. And where we're going. Where this we is going? my going favorite out. thing to talk oh, about cool. on the show because baseball in this town has been a little disappointing. Yeah, so year. we're mm-hmm. going out to Yankee Stadium. Anybody know who that's the home of? Or, uh, of the Yankees? Yeah, is that where okay, the, Mets, oh. the Mets <laughs> Yankee play Stadium. Hmm. The Mets the play tri- <laughs> The trivia question that stumped all. Uh, okay, so the, we have three items today. Who's buried in Grant's um, tomb? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first item up is the McRib. Well, it's not really the McRib. It's the MQ rib. Yeah, it's, like McQua- it's the McQuaw rib. <laughs> <laughs> which is um, slow-smoked baby back rib meat covered in MQ's black cherry barbecue sauce, Ooh. garnished with dill pickle and white onion, and served on a soft white okay. roll. All right, New York, you're doing it good. You're doing so it. So my my, que- my question is, did they rip did they rip this off of Mickey D's or did Mickey D's rip off of them? Um, um, I would say they're imitating the McDonald's uh, McRib. However, this looks pretty good. If it's mm-hmm. you know, it, I'm, I'm I, I I try I try not to eat pork or beef. I'm trying to be heart healthy. It's it's okay to cheat every once in a while. Yeah, well, uh, and especially if you're on vacation. Yeah, I don't want uh, I don't want our sales uh, person here, Mary Ann, to get on my case. I, I mean, you're, you you when you're in New York, you pretty much have to walk everywhere unless you take public transportation. So you definitely well, you'll like, get exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get exercise just on the subway. Yeah, so I mean, just kind of kind of trying to get away from, from the, the crazy folks and the rats. And uh, <laughs> okay, second item up is the avocado bite. Oh, there's something you can eat, Jess. Uh, yeah, because everything's better deep fried. <laughs> so it's, it's sliced avocado, deep fried, and served with habanero sauce. And it looks like it has some nice breading on it. Yeah, it does yeah. actually. Yeah, you I, know, I wonder how hard it is to deep fry an avocado because they're could, not like yeah, it's not could, a sturdy, you know, well, I'm substance. Sure, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that there's a, a method to their madness. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd eat that. I would try a little bit. Yeah, of that. sure. Yeah. Well, with the habanero, yeah, so, habanero ha- sauce. Habanero sauce. Yeah. I'm sure they're deep frying it in like something healthy, olive yeah. oil or. Oh yeah, or, totally. Yeah, sure. No, it's bacon mm-hmm. fat. <laughs> you know, I was raised on know, that. My I, mother was I, from I, I Western was Kentucky. Put, I was going to put something on here, but I couldn't get a good photo of it. Okay. And that was something that they do in the stands, and that's bacon on a stick. Oh, yeah. Um, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I figured, Comerica did it. I, but I figured instead of doing bacon on a stick, which even though it sounds amazing. It's a delicious. Um, I decided I decide to please Jess with oh, our, with our last item, and that is the change-up burger. And it's an Impossible 2.0. So I don't know. Is that better than an Impossible 1.0? No, I think the Impossible Burger, I think that company just went public and it had a great IPO. Really? Yeah, this is this is like 
the meat of the future, the okay. non-meat of the future. So, well, they say that you really can't taste the difference. And I just don't believe that. <laughs> I, I don't believe that either, but I'm also not willing to try it. Really? Keep, I would. Okay, no, Ethan, if we get Impossible Burger and a regular burger, because I think also Shake Shack does them, we're going to try them. Jess, that you can have a nibble. And we're I all try gonna, an Impossible Burger. Yeah. It's, uh, no, no, it's no, no. We're going to we're gonna do a blind taste test, real burger versus Impossible Burger, and we're going to see who's right. Okay. Dr. Berman will not, appro- will not approve. <laughs> okay. It's for science. To, to finish up this, though, uh, Impossible 2.0 with American cheese, caramelized onion, dill pickle, green leaf. So I'm assuming they mean lettuce by yes. green leaf. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, who knows? That spe- could be like a, I don't know, maybe a maple leaf? I don't know what that is. A special sauce and a sprout bun. Huh. And it, they're not telling us what the special sauce is. No, they're not, but you know. <laughs> it spe- wouldn't make it special the, if you knew what it was, Jess. The, spe- the special <laughs> sauce is the same every single place. So I have... Is it it's, it's, it's Thousand Island dressing. Come that's what on. you always <laughs> say. But, but sometimes honest, it's just it mayonnaise and ketchup. Island dressing. You don't well, you, know. You know, uh, uh, you could put a vegan hot dog in there and replace it that meat. And oh, it'd totally. be just as good. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't yeah. know. Until next time. For Corey, Ethan, and MRS, NRMStreamcast.com, it's Jess Monticello saying, let's play two.